0: Well, hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. This is episode number 316 and session number 96 of Ask Scott. This is where I answer your questions here on the podcast, and I do it every single Friday. Actually, 96 Fridays to be exact right now. But uh, yeah, I love doing this stuff, and if you guys have a question that you want me to answer on an upcoming Ask Scott session, head over to TheAmazingSeller.com forward slash ask, and you can record a short message. Now, what I'd like you to do, though, is leave your first name where you're tuning in from, and then just your brief question right there. That's all you got to do, and uh, I'll do my best to work through those and, uh yeah, try to get yours on the show here, but I'm really, really excited for today's show just because, well, it's Friday, and everyone's excited on Friday, right, and I get to talk to you guys. I get to actually listen to your questions and give you guys some thoughts on those. Now, I did want to kind of give you my thought of the week, uh, and that really has to do with a lot of people telling me that they get overwhelmed, including myself. I'm not sitting here saying that that doesn't still happen to me. It does, Uh, but the one thing that has really worked for me, and this is kind of like the theme that I want you to think about, and maybe... Exercise this or try this, and that is removing the noise. And what I mean by that is, it's really, really distracting. When you go online, you go to your Facebook groups. You may go to mine. You know the TAS community. You may go to five others or ten others. Who knows? There's so many new ones popping up, right? And you, you think you're going to go to that new one and learn that one new little nugget, right? Don't worry, you're not alone. We've all thought that, uh, but. For the most part, you're gonna find what you need in one, maybe two groups. Um, same thing with people that you follow. Now, whether you want to follow me or other people, that's cool. But just understand that every single thing that you're starting to put into your mind, and I call it like you're downloading it into your into your head. You're also then being either influenced or you're saying to yourself, maybe I should try that or maybe I should be thinking about that or, oh, my gosh, something just happened and I should pay attention to that even though you're not even there yet. Does that sound familiar where you're you're sitting there thinking to yourself like, all right, I'm in product research, but then someone just told me something about sales tax and so I go and start looking about this sales tax thing. We're not even there yet, right? So what I mean by that is, is try to limit what you're downloading into your brain, at least when you're in maybe the building blocks phases, right? And then from there, you can, you know, start to worry about the other things as they come. And I learned this from uh, Pat Flynn or I heard it from him and it, it's something I really really do live by, and that is called just-in-time learning, so like he had talked about, and if you guys don't know Pat Flynn, he's got a great podcast. I uh, actually interviewed him on episode 314, so definitely go listen to that when he talks about how to validate a business and and, uh, and a product idea uh, without even spending any money, so it's a really great episode, and it was just a privilege to have him on and someone I've been following for a very long time, but a lesson that he kind of taught me And I'm not even sure if he, you know, thought of it himself. He might have learned it as well. He just passed it along to me. But it's really something very, very simple. But it's hard in today's world with all of the social media, with all of the emails that we got coming at us, right? I mean, you know what I'm talking about when you you hear me talking about like, you know, getting kind of bombarded, right? You, You kind of go into these different, these different places, and there's a ton of things. And a lot of times it's good things sometimes, but they're at the wrong time for you. So what I really would like you to do, or maybe think about doing, is start to eliminate, or you know, start to not maybe go to certain areas, or maybe only look at your email uh, from certain people, or maybe filter out those emails so you only see the ones that you want to see right now. And the other ones go into a folder. That way, you're not you're not deleting them. You're just pushing it to a folder. Uh, this way, here, if you want to go back to that later, you can do that. I know Pat Flynn talks about using Evernote, and uh, what he'll do is he'll just. Bookmark it, make a screenshot of it, whatever, and he'll just put it into a folder. If it's something about a Pinterest uh, strategy or whatever, and he's, you know, thinks this is a cool new strategy that he might be able to use, he just kind of bookmarks everything, throws it off to the side, and then that way, there, it's not forgotten and it's not something that he's not going to maybe do, but he's kind of stored it. He feels okay about leaving it for now, and then he comes back to what he's working on. I really, really. Love that mindset and that that exercise on, on how to do that. So it's going to help you feel less overwhelmed. It's going to allow you to get more stuff done that matters. We can sit here and say we're busy all day long, but really, what did we do that really mattered or, or that added to uh or or you know helped us get further along on our journey to get to that next that next level or that next stage, right? Now, little update here. I talked about on the last episode about flow, getting into your flow, and I just want to give you guys an update because I think flow also has to do with what I'm just talking about right now. Like, So once you get into that rhythm, in a sense, you want to stay there, and I call that uh, you know, your momentum or your mo, as I, I learned from Darren Hardy uh, from the book, The Compound Effect. You guys are probably tired of me talking about that book, but it's really, really powerful. But right now, just a little update for me. I told you guys I started that T25 program with Sean T, and I am still... In the flow, I mean, I'm dialed in. I am locked in. There's nothing that's gonna gonna derail me. And it's funny. I sent a uh, uh, an image to my son last night, who's in college, and I was putting away the Cheez Its. Uh, they were out. My daughter had a handful or two or three. And, uh, and she left them out, and those things are are a drug to me because I love those things, uh, any snacky you know, type of salty food, but anyway, I took the box, and I took a picture of me with my hand on it, and my son texted back, and he says, don't do it because he knows that I'm locked in, and I just did it as a joke, and I was actually just putting it away, which I really was, um, so anyway, I am locked in. I am in the flow. You need to get in the flow yourself, and you also need to remove distractions And the noise. So that's my thought of the week, and something that I'm thinking about uh, as well, because you have to guard what you download in your head. You have to. You really, really do. All right. Now, before we jump into today's first question, I did want to read something. Uh, Again, I love getting emails from you guys, I love hearing updates, I love hearing how you guys are taking action. And I wanted to read this one from Albert. And Albert wrote me, and um, the email was very simple. It just said, thank you. And then it says, I've been a longtime fan for a whole year. Thanks to you, I did 175000 in December, smiley face. And he says, here's a snapshot and my story that you can talk about if you'd like to, if you think it would inspire other people. So I was like, cool. All right, that's what I'm going to do. So he says, one day while complaining about my corp job to my wife, she told me to quit and do something that mattered. Three months later, we launched our own business and it, the the business is really about helping other organizations as well, which I think this is a really really cool thing. So I'm kind of going off of off of the uh, off of the script here for a second of the email that he wrote me. But if you can tie a cause, and I've thought about this myself, and it's something that I definitely want to do in the future, is I want to tie you know a product that we sell to a cause to support that cause. Now, a company that does that really, really well is Flex Watches, and if you guys have not watched the Profit episode of those guys, uh, really, really great story. I may even do a whole episode on that and really kind of break it down and kind of dig into it, because I think it's really powerful how they they started with a mission, and then they started seeing the money, and then they got off of the mission, and then that, their sales started going down, and then how um, Marcus Lamonas from Profit brought them back to reality and kind of let them know what they really needed to do here. But anyway, whenever you can have a product and it ties into helping an organization for whatever that is, you're doing good and you're creating a really solid company. And people a lot of times want to buy through that company because of the cause, right? So I'm not saying do this just for, you know, just because you can sell more stuff. I'm saying it's going to be a combo and it's going to be a good thing. Only use that for good, please. That's what I want to do, and I'm definitely going to do that. It's definitely on my bucket list, that I'm going to create a product line or a business around a cause, so this way here, we can have sales come in. You can bring in money, but then you can also donate a portion to a cause. I think it's beautiful. But anyway, so I'm going to move on. So he says, we launched our website on Shopify and connected it to FBA, and I listened to every podcast you produce, sometimes twice. Over the course of 10 months, we've successfully grown the biz from zero per month to 150,000 in December, along with another 25,000 from other channels. Then he goes on to say, we've been hijacked, ripped off. And Amazon loses a lot of our inventory, but all that doesn't matter because we just keep taking action. We're on track to do $1.2 million in our first year. And, uh, And then he goes on to say, there are a lot of people who make light of how easy it is to start an Amazon biz. It's not. But at the end of the day, if you work really hard at it, there's no other channel that delivers the demand. And I have to credit you for giving me the motivation in the beginning not to give up. Many thanks. Albert. So that was awesome. Albert, if you're listening, thank you so much for for sending me that. That really just makes my day, my week, my month, my year. It's just really, really awesome when I get those types of emails and to know that I had a little something to do with it because obviously you had to do the work. Uh, But if I can get you started and then kind of get you going down that road and keep you motivated through that, that when you do have those ups and downs, that to me is the ultimate paycheck. All right. For me, Honestly, uh, because you guys are out there actually doing it, so that's awesome. And on the note of like hearing from you guys, like I know I get your questions, but we're gonna do something a little different here. If you guys have a story like that, or even you know something smaller than that, maybe you just launched your first product, you made your first ten sales, whatever it is. If you're a podcast listener and if it's helped you in any way, I want to know about it. I want to hear about it. I'd love to highlight you. So what we're doing now is we're accepting these audio messages from you. So all you need to do is head over to TheAmazingSeller.com forward slash action. And if you go there, you can record a message personally, and uh, you can send it to me. And I would love that, and I may even air it on an upcoming show. So that would be cool. Definitely, definitely let me know how the podcast has helped you in any way at all. I want to hear it. I want to hear from you. All right, guys. Let's go ahead. Let's rock and roll. Let's get into today's first question, and I'll give you my answer. Let's do this.
1: Hi, Scott. This is Victor from Russia. I have a question about your TAS session,
0: 2254. You have said, now the cool thing is it's like a custom
1: audience. Now guess what we can do? We can create a look lookalike audience. Now Fe- Facebook is going to go out there and find people that match that criteria in their profile. And now you can branch out to
0: hundreds of thousands of people that match that type of person. Now, my question is, how are you going to make Facebook go out there, find people that match that type of person
1: and advertise among them? Thank you. Best of luck. And thank you for what you're doing.
0: Hey, Victor, thank you so much for the question all the way from Russia. Every time that I get uh, questions from you guys that are all over the all over the globe, is just really, really awesome. It just proves how how awesome our TAS community is. So I just want to say, Victor, thank you so much for being a listener. And this is a great question. Uh, and again, it's something that may be more advanced for some of you just starting, and it's okay. Again, going back to what I talked about in the beginning, don't worry about doing this now. Worry about maybe archiving this and you know this little tip here, and uh, and I'll come back to it. Don't worry about it right now, all right? But for those of you that are at that point, you're thinking to yourself, you listened to maybe episode 254, and that episode was actually a hot seat that Chris Schaefer and I did, and uh, it was titled, Failing Products Plus Advice on Future Product Plan and Sales Funnel Mapping. So we talk about sales funnels. Uh, the, the sales process and, and kind of how to map all that stuff out. So it's definitely a great episode if you wanna if you wanna listen to that. And then maybe this answer will make a little bit more sense. But what we were really talking about, and again, we talk about this if, even if you're just building a launch list. Like if you want to get people uh, that are uh, in your audience, a great way to do it is to build a list in that audience, an email list. And then from that list, we can then upload that email list to Facebook and then we can start to retarget those people or we can create look alike audiences now some may be saying well scott i already have i already have uh you know customers that have bought through amazon how do i get them on a list well we've talked about that before too and that is really insert cards is going to be a good way to do that, but your percentage is going to be low, because now you have to get someone that takes, opens up their package, they look at the insert card, they have a URL there, they click on it, they go to that page, and then they can enter their name and email address for whatever you're offering in exchange for that. Now, the other thing, and we've talked about this, and again, it's always changing on what kind of information Amazon is giving us, but if you have the phone numbers in the back end of your orders of your customers you can actually take those and then upload those and then those will be a match type at least you you can or you could I'm not sure if you can still do it but again that's a way that you can kind of tap into your customers that you already have i personally think that you can still just build a list. We've talked about this. We did a workshop on this, and depending on when you're listening to this, you can go watch that, uh, or you can attend an upcoming one, and I'll give you the link to that, but I'm going to put all this in the show notes too, uh, but that's going to be the seller.com forward slash build list. Again, that's TheAmazingSeller.com forward slash build list. It's an entire workshop that we did. We did a case study showing you how we built an email list uh, over 3,000 at the time that we were that we were actually doing this case study, but then we actually grew it to over 7,000, and then from there, even more than that. But we actually break it all down. But the power of that is, is we go out, we find our market, we put an offer out in front of them, contests work really good for this, and then from there, we can take that email list, we can either retarget those, or we just use them as a way to create a lookalike audience of people that are in my market that have the same same profile type stuff that they can be matched up with, and I know this can kind of be confusing, again, that's why I'm saying, depending on where you're starting, this may not even apply right now, so you may want to just skip ahead, uh, because this is a little bit more advanced, But when any time, now, if you have a Shopify store, you know, like Albert did, well, he's getting orders through that Shopify store. Those he has, he has those email addresses. So if you have the email addresses, you can upload those. But you can also do inside of Facebook, at least you can as. You know, from the time that I'm recording this right now, is you can use other other information like phone numbers, um, so it just is going to depend, but there is services out there that can take a phone number, and then kind of reverse it, and then kind of find out more information about that person, and then, I know it's kind of creepy, but that's what you can do, and you're not using it to be creepy, you're just doing it so you can target your ideal customer, but mainly so you have a base of People, so this way here, you can build on that, letting Facebook say, oh, there's 100, I'd say more, 500 people that are are like this. Let's go out and match these types of people with other people that we have in our database, and then we can expand that out. And that's kind of how that would work. Um, So I know this was a little all over the place, but the biggest thing for anyone right now is to have an email list of some kind. Even if it's only 500 email addresses, that right there will be a good start for you to start Number one, targeting those people and retargeting those people, but then also building upon that with lookalike audiences inside of Facebook. Now, in the future, I'm gonna have my good buddy, Rick Mulready on, and he's gonna break down some of this stuff, some of this Facebook stuff, because I know a lot of you wanna know more about that. But again, if you go to theamazingseller.com forward slash build list, you will find that entire workshop there, or you can attend an upcoming one. And that there, we break everything down as far as like how all this stuff kind of fits together. So hopefully that helps. you Victor Um, keep me posted on your progress and uh, yeah anyone else listening out there if you're not building an email list start today that is a definite all right guys let's go ahead and listen to another question and I'll give you my answer
1: hey Scott Eric from Ohio here first off thank you so much for the content you've been providing it's really helped me get a handle on how to sell on Amazon it's been crucial for me getting started so my question revolves around multi-channel and how to focus your marketing efforts with many channels of selling. So I know you've mentioned in the past, definitely get off of Amazon, or at least diversify with your own website or different marketplaces. So I have an Etsy store, an Amazon store, and now my own e-commerce website. What I wanted to ask is, if I have social media up and running, and have been driving leads to Amazon listings and sales there, now that I've launched an e-commerce store, how do you focus your efforts either uh, promoting just the e-commerce website itself? Or do you split up and and promote both listings to give people an option? Um, I think it's kind of a, a conflict of whether or not you want to split your marketing message or focus on just one thing, but I'm interested to get your take on it. Thanks.
0: Hey, Eric from Ohio. What's up, man? Thank you so much for the question. And this is another good question. I like this. Multi-channel, meaning you're selling on different platforms, which is really cool. Uh now you mentioned Etsy. I think that's awesome. It's a great platform. Um, you didn't mention eBay. You might want to expand there. I think that that definitely, if you're not there, that would probably be one that I would say it's it's an easy ad. You might as well. But you already have your uh, your e-commerce website, which I think you said Shopify, but if you didn't, let's just say it's your own e-commerce, your own website. That's going to really be, again, this is all going to depend on what, and I know Chris Schaefer loves that. It depends. I still have to get him a shirt. I'm going to actually get us a shirt because we do say that a lot. All right, here's my answer, but it does depend. It depends. Uh, so what it really comes down to is, number one, if Amazon is you know providing all of the service throughout that product, and it's going to help you rank then you're going to want to probably push people even from your e-commerce store to Amazon, depending on where you are, right? If you're trying to, if you're trying to take that 50 sales a day and push them all to Amazon, then do that. But now if you want to, maybe, maybe you're already ranking well and you don't care, well then push 25 of them over there and push 25 to your own e-commerce store. Like you can split it any way you want, or maybe, you know, Part of the week you do them here and part of the week you do it over there. You can do that. Or if you just want to say any traffic that comes to my Shopify store or my e-commerce store, I'm just going to process all of those externally. Not going to even go through Amazon. That's fine, um, and that way there, you're not dependent on, on Amazon at all as far as that channel goes, right? You're, but then you got to have to have you know everything kind of plugged in, which I think you said that you plugged it in uh, to do the fulfillment through Amazon anyway, so Amazon's still doing the fulfillment, so you're still spending some money there to have them do that. You're not paying the advertising fee, but you are paying the pick and pack, um, so that is still going to come out, so you're only saving a little bit by doing that. I mean, that adds up. But again, it comes down to, are you where you want to be on Amazon right now as far as ranking for keywords and building out those listings so those can almost run on autopilot and then you can decide what you want to do with the traffic on your own website. Again, if you're selling on Etsy, well, we want the traffic on Etsy to stay on Etsy. If we want you know, eBay, if we're on eBay, we're going to want the traffic on eBay to stay on eBay. Uh, you're not going to push that stuff around, right? We're talking mainly about your own website, which is a great question. Uh, I know a lot of people think that. They're like, okay, so what do I do? The very first thing that you do is you set up a website that's going to that's going to offer your product. I, I would push them right to Amazon. That would be the first thing that I would do. That way I don't have to worry about uh, fulfillment uh, outside of Amazon if that's what you're going to do, but it's just easier, right? And then this way here, you don't have to think about all of the different pieces that you might have to connect to make that happen, but from the sounds of it where you are, you know, you can you can have that external sale happen. And the cool thing about the external sale, even if you fulfill it through Amazon, is you're gonna be able to capture that information that we were just talking about with Victor, is you now can take the emails and all the information and you can email those people. If you're on Shopify, you can do it directly there, or you can just use your own autoresponder and then you can message those people and you can export that list and then upload it to Facebook and then retarget those people and then create lookalike audiences and all that stuff. So there is some pluses to processing the order on your own website as well. But again, it comes down to, it depends. Where are you in this process? Can you get more sales on Amazon if you were to push more traffic there? And if you, if you could, then great. Now, the other question would be is like, okay, if I push the traffic there, how is my listing converting on Amazon? Well, it's, it's converting at 10%. Well, you know, maybe if you can get that up to 15%, you'll push more traffic there because it's converting better, but the more traffic you push over there, your conversion rate's going to stay the same until you fix that issue. So you may want to dial it back until you get that fixed. So as you can see, there's a lot of different things that you could do, but I would say from the sounds of it is... And you didn't really say if you're happy with the sales on Amazon and uh, your ranking and all that stuff. If I knew that piece, it would be more of a direct answer, but I think I've given you some things to think about. If you're if you're happy over on Amazon right now with traffic and the rank and all that stuff, then keep it on your own site. Cool. You'll make more money that way, right? But if you're not happy with your results over there and you're still tweaking things over on Amazon to get your rank up and to get more sales, then I would push sales over there as long as it's not converting poor. Uh, you know. I I think if someone lands on your site and they go to buy and you push them to Amazon, I think your conversion should be really good because people trust Amazon, uh, period. All right. So hopefully this helped you. Hopefully it helps anyone else that's thinking to themselves that they want to go out there and do different channels. I think it's great because here's the other cool thing. Once you have that all set up and you have some traffic coming in, you're now not depending a hundred percent on Amazon. And if Amazon suppresses your listing, guess what? You can take all your traffic now and just push it to your e-commerce store and you're still in business. Uh, you don't have to worry about that. Uh, so definitely, definitely a wise decision. All right, guys, let's go ahead and listen to one more question for today. And then we'll, uh, we'll answer that and then we'll, uh, we'll wrap this thing up. What do you say? Let's do it. Let's listen to the last question of the day.
2: Hey, Scott, what's going on? This is Pete here. I uh, love the show, love everything about it. Um, I'm here in North Carolina and I've taken all your information, done it between you, Greg Mercer, Ryan Duran. You guys are like the trinity of what I do <laughs> when it comes to things on Amazon. Anyway, long story short, got a product, searched it, found it, everything I need to do, put it online. Pow. I'm making like um, a good amount of money a week. When I say a good amount, first week out, I'm knocking it out the park. Grand slam. Bases loaded. I mean, I'm the Cubs. 100 years, I've done it. Boom. Made it happen um, to a very good amount of money every week. All of a sudden, Amazon suppresses my page. And I'm like, oh, my God, what's going on? At this point, I asked them about it. They said, well, hey, this item is not something that we normally sell, so you can't sell it. I then say, okay, no problem. I've done it once. I can do it again as far as finding a product. So I'm like, cool. I got you guys having my back. You're supporting me. You're mentoring me. So I know I can make it happen, right? Well, I go on to do more research and I find out that there's like a plethora of other people, other sellers that are selling, if not the exact same thing, almost the exact same item. I ask Amazon about it and they say, well, um, can you let us know who they are? Because they're not supposed to be doing this as well. But in, in that case, we're going to look and research and then allow you to maybe sell again. So I rebuild my page again. No problem. I'm happy to do it. But unfortunately, they still have not given me the go ahead. They still have an unsuppressed page or anything. When it comes to a situation like that, do you just march on? Or do you see where you were making the money, and now you see other people making the money that you made? And do you still keep fighting that fight to say, "Hey, please don't suppress my page. Uh, let me move forward. Let me do what I got to do." Because it's not like Amazon's not making money off of me. I know they're not making a mint off me, but I see people making, like, selling my item, almost the exact same item, and now they're not. Well, now I'm not, and I just think that's not fair. If you can't just give me a holler about that, um. It'll be great. And, uh, just go from there. Thanks. Um, I like everything you do. And if I can, I definitely want to go, go to the next TS breakthrough. Take care. Bye.
0: Hey Pete. Oh man, that was a nice, nice message. Your voice is solid. You should be a DJ man. That is a soothing voice right there. Pete. I like it. I like that. I could just sit there and listen to that. Nice, nice tone, man. You got some good audio going too. Uh, Yeah, man. All right. So congratulations on hitting a grand slam, right? I mean, that is awesome. Congrats to you on that. The problem with that is it can go away like it has, right? For the time being. And all of a sudden, you get kind of accustomed to this. And then all of a sudden, anything else is a failure, right? Or you're, you're, you're just thinking to yourself like, ah, I got to top that. And that's cool. That's motivation to do that. But it also can can work against you. So let me just say for you or anyone else that's listening, you know, that's not normal like to do that, right? It's to, to, to launch a product and hit a grand slam out of the park right, out, right off the bat is, is not normal. I mean, how many baseball players do you see? They get into the major leagues and they hit a grand slam the first time up to the plate. They don't. They usually strike out. They might ground out. They're nervous, whatever, right? So it uh, it doesn't always happen that way, but it did for you, which is awesome. And now your question is, all right, do I continually focus on trying to get this listing unsuppressed or do I just kind of leave it and walk away and go off and do something else? Well, I think you can do both, to be honest with you. I think you can still focus some time on that because let's face it, when you contact Amazon, it's going to take a day or two or more sometimes to get an answer back, and then you're going back and forth, back and forth. I mean, it could be months before anything happens. My only issue here is, is if they suppressed it once, they're probably going to suppress it again. It's probably a product that teeters on the line of, is this infringement on patent? Is this a trademark issue? Like, there's an issue there. And if they have an issue with you now, they'll probably have an issue with you later, because if someone, just one person, makes a complaint you're going to be suppressed again. And how's that gonna feel, right? So I would probably say, don't focus 100% of your energy here. I'd start, I would take all the same principles that you've got, that that, that you've used up to this point that have gotten you to where you are, and I would go back to the drawing board and start over again. But now that you have some of this insight uh, or this inside information on this market that you just tapped into, well, that's a good thing. Are there other products that might not be conflicting or that might not have an issue that you could use as a supporting product. This way here, you're kind of still working in that niche or niche depending on where you come from. Uh, I always have to say that. It's niche for me. Uh but it just it's going to allow you to see that there's a ton of demand. There's a ton of uh you know there ways that we can go wider uh, and maybe even deeper, right? But it gave you a little bit of insight. Now, the other thing is, is if you say to yourself, nah, this is kind of a market that's maybe a trend, and that trend's gonna be dying off, then again, I don't know how much effort I would put into that when I'd be thinking about what could I what could I work on and focus on that will allow me to grow along with that. And that won't be necessarily a trend or seasonal or something that's going to be possibly suppressed again in the future. So I would try to go a little bit on the safer route, but again, taking some of that information that you just that you just learned, I would apply that to either that next product or that market and then maybe try to find a way to get yourself into that market, maybe position yourself a little bit differently uh, to that market, but maybe a different part of that market. Again, it's hard to say without knowing the product but you kind of get what I'm saying. You, you want to be able to take the information that you gathered and uh, and use that to your advantage. And, uh, and you know, hey, if you get it unsuppressed again and you, you run for three, four months, then great, right? But don't bank on it, right? I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Don't bank on something that's already unstable right from the get-go because that's, that's risky. And we don't want to build a business on on a product or products that are risky and that could be, that could be potentially taken down, and then all of a sudden one one day you're just out of business. So the other thing I would probably look at too, now that we're kind of brainstorming through this together, is I would probably look at just what we what we mentioned with Eric is is can you do other channels? Can you sell that thing on eBay? Can you sell it on Etsy? Can you sell it on your own e-commerce store? Is there a market there that you could then go out? Can you run a contest around a product? uh, you know, that supports your product. Uh, is it like, like, again, I've used that before. Like, let's say it's a vacuum. You, you, you raffle off a a vacuum that's a a popular vacuum and you sell the filters. Well, you know, that's how you would get an interest list for that. And then you can take that list and upload it to Facebook and then retarget those people. And then you can create lookalike audiences and all that stuff. So there's other things you can probably do, even though your listing is suppressed, you can still sell that product on your own property or maybe other channels. So Again, something else to think about that you possibly could do with that product that was a grand slam right out of the park. You guys can't see me. I just literally swung the bat like I was swinging. I was like like a grand slam. Uh, I'm so... Animated over here today. I don't know why. I'm I'm excited. I guess I'm excited to be here with you guys. Uh, all right. So hopefully that answered your question. And Pete, keep on rocking it, brother. That's uh that's awesome. I'm so glad for you, and I'm I'm so glad that you're uh you're a listener and part of our community. Uh, it's people like you that really make it what it is. And uh, I just want to say thank you to you and everyone else that is part of our TAS little family here, Uh, and I love the voice, man, I love the voice, you may want to think about doing like voiceovers or something, really, really good, good tone, man, all right, so guys, I think that's going to wrap up this episode, I want you guys to get out there, and again, remove some of that noise, Uh, really think about what you're downloading in your brain, think about your brain and your mind as something that you can control what comes in and out of that thing, and you need to stay guard. Do not, same thing with people, you know, the people that you surround yourself with are going to start to contaminate sometimes and it's just the way it works uh, and you have to really, really be uh, be guarded on that because that can influence us to do things that we might not want to do or may, maybe think things we don't. That we don't think that we can do, or y- y- you get what I'm saying right there's there's good and bad that come with that, so just stay guard of that uh, and uh, and and really try to cut down on the noise and uh, really try to try to understand this just in time learning thing. Learn what you need to learn now. deal with what you need to deal with now. worry about the next thing when the next thing is there. all right, so uh, show notes theamazingseller.com forward slash 315 if you want to ask a question on the show theamazingseller.com forward slash ask and uh, yeah, would love to hear from you. And uh, definitely check out the show notes, the transcripts, all that good stuff. And uh, that's it. That's a wrap. So uh, remember, guys, I got to I gotta close with this because, uh, well, I'm fired up and I want to. But just remember that I'm here for you and I believe in you and I am rooting for you. But you have to. You have to. Come on. Say it with me. Say it proud. Say it loud. Take Action. Have an awesome, amazing day, weekend, whatever time it is that you're listening to this. And I'll see you guys right back here on the next episode.